Hey everyone, welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and you can catch past episodes of Activate on SoundCloud.com or iTunes by searching Jillian Pelkey Activate. And there's over 60 different episodes of preaching podcasts to listen to. Um, and today uh, we're going to pray, and then we're going to get right into uh, what we're talking about today. So let's pray. God, I thank you for the opportunity to dive into your word. I thank you that your word is so useful to our lives, that it's so um, perfect in the right season, and that, God, you can speak right to our motives and our intentions, and that, God, you know us so well. God, I just thank you for your book. God, I just thank you for the word of God. God, help us to open our hearts and our minds today to you and all that you have for us. We pray all these things in the name of the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You know, um, carbon monoxide has no like visual part to it. Carbon monoxide is the silent killer. You can't see it, but sometimes you have it in your house, and that's why people have carbon monoxide detectors. And um, you can't see it, you can't smell it, you don't know what's there, but there are symptoms of when it's in the room. You start to feel dizzy, you know, all these different things happen. And that's why it's so important to have that little detector and to change the batteries and stuff like that. It's different with a fire alarm because you can see the smoke, you can smell the smoke, you can see the fire, it's hot. Like all those different indicators are so visual, but with carbon monoxide, it's a silent, silent thing and this thing with no odor. And um, today I want to talk about. Uh, an issue within humanity that's kind of like carbon monoxide. Like there's not as many indicators. There's a few, but it's not as visual. And it sometimes it just creeps in and it can really strangle us. It can really sidestep us from what God has for us. And so I recognized this big issue in my own life. And here's how I recognized it. Uh, a, A little while ago, the Lord put it on my heart to start uh, in my journal doing this thing where I write down in the morning all of my blessings. Um, I write down things as simple as, God, thank you for giving me a pillow. God, thank you for um, four walls that keep me safe. Thank you for my kids being upstairs and me being downstairs and having a little space. But thank you, God, for letting me hear them. Things as simple as that to things as big as, God, thank you for my mom and dad who pour blessings into my life. God, thank you for a church family, you know, things that are big. God, thank you for peace in my heart and in my daily walk with you. So uh, I just write down all my blessings in the morning. And then the Lord prompted me at night to write down things that I needed to repent for, things that I had done that day that didn't please him. And, you know, at, at first I thought there's, there's just not a lot of things to repent of because, you know, all the big ones are out of the way and, you know, it's just little attitude adjustments and things like that. But here's what started to happen as I started to repent of things. I started to see a pattern that day after day I was repenting of some of the same things. Some of the same things were not changing in my life. Um, things as, as uh, small well, none of them are small. You know, any sin can can creep in and tangle us up and it can start a root in our lives that's so bad. So some of them were things like overeating. Some of them were things like talking too much or inputting my opinion where I didn't need to input my opinion, um, all these things. And so um, 
I started to recognize some patterns and some things to change in my life. So the Lord really used that. So now in my journal, I write B-A-R over the top of the page, blessings, and I write all those down. A is for ask, and there's those things that I'm asking God for, and then R is for repentance. And so every day, um, I try to fill that out and you know look back at, at what I did just that day or just the day before, You know, not looking at my whole life and all the things to repent of, but God, what is it today that I didn't hold uh, up to the, the standard of, of what you've called me to. And I think it's just an amazing thing to realize how sinful we really are because we forget. We think that we've uh, somehow come to a point where where a lot of our sin is out of the way, but there's always things. There's always um, things to change in our lives. We are not Jesus. We are not even close to Jesus. We're not even close to loving like he loves or having grace like he has. And I think that the Bible has to continue awake to awaken us to the fact that we're not even close because um, as soon as we start to think that we're good, we've deceived ourselves and um, we're not even close. We're not even a drop in the bucket to uh, how loving and how kind and how uh, worthy Jesus is. So I want to encourage you to do the same thing, to count your blessings. It changes your your very makeup of your mind, the way you think. So to count your blessings, to be grateful, to be thankful, so super important. We usually don't forget to ask God for things. Usually that's our, our genie in the bottle kind of mentality where we are continually able to ask God for things. We don't <clears throat> excuse me, need a reminder for that. But it is nice to see uh, answered prayers. And so to write those things down is important. And then the repentance piece, I think, is vital to our growth in Christ. So uh, one thing that I started to notice continually written down in my uh, repentance category was pride. Pride, pride, pride. Sometimes I wrote it down like three times in a row. You know, I would write, God, forgive me for, you know, this thing or that thing or that motive or that thing or whatever, saying yes to something I should have said no to. God, forgive me for this. And then it was pride, 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 pride. And so I want to talk today about this this silent killer of pride and what it does to us as Christians and, and how it just stands in such opposition to God. So first I want to look at, at God and how big God is and how sometimes we unknowingly, and this is the carbon monoxide kind of thing, is we unknowingly, we, without a lot of flashing uh, signals to ourselves, we unknowingly try to take control of our own lives. We unknowingly kind of put ourselves above God. We don't want to, but we kind of think that we need to help him out. We kind of think that we need to do things our way. And it's this lack of trust in God and this trust in ourselves. So we have to look at, you know, am I trusting in my own strength? Am I trusting that I'm the one going to get me through this situation or this problem or this season? Or is my dependence fully on God? Have I stopped depending on God for everything? And now am I clothed in my own strength? Am I clothed in my own righteousness? And I have to look back and realize all my righteousness has come from God. All my strength has come from God. Even the breath in my lungs has come from God. So I want to look back at the book of Job. I'm going to read just a couple passages uh, sprinkled out from the book of Job. And it says, uh, God made me in my mother's womb, and he also made them. The same God formed both of us in our mother's wombs. He's talking about uh, him and his friends. And so God created me. So how can I, as the created, think that I am above the creator? Where is it that I begin to believe a lie? Where does that lie come from? That lie comes from the devil himself to believe that I stand even in equality with God. And then sometimes I act out as if I am in charge, that God didn't create me, that I now, uh, the created, have become you know smarter. 
Job also says, but it is the spirit in a person that gives him understanding. It is the breath of God, all powerful in him. All my wisdom comes from God. My brain was created by God. My DNA was placed in me by God. He is above me in every way. Uh, Job 32 says, and the spirit in me causes me to speak. He also says the spirit of God created me. The breath of God, all powerful gave me life. Uh, Where were you when I made the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand who marked off how big it should be. Surely, you know, what were the earth's foundation set on? Or who put its cornerstone into, into place? Job goes on to say, uh, and this is, this is God talking to Job. This is a response to God. He says, have you ever given orders for the morning to begin? Ponder that thought for a minute. Have you ever given orders for the morning to begin? Absolutely not. Have you ever given orders for the morning to begin? And yet we think that we can control situations and people and circumstances and that we are so vital in, in acting out different things on behalf of God. God is truly in charge. He put the breath in my lungs. He told the ocean where to stop. He created the giraffe and the zebra. I didn't. He created each and every person on this planet individually. I didn't. He can cause uh, shifts in nations and uh, in thought patterns. I can't. God is truly bigger than we are. God is truly bigger than we are. Pride is like this little creeper that just creeps into our lives. Pride is this little tangle that just slowly starts weaving its way around us. And it's so, so dangerous. We're going to look at a couple of verses in Proverbs about pride. Proverbs 11.2 says, Pride leads only to shame. It is not wise to be proud. Pride leads only to shame. And we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between shame and humility in a minute. But pride leads to shame. It's not wise to be proud. Uh, Proverbs 8.13 says, If you respect the Lord, if you respect the Lord, you will also hate evil. It is wise to hate pride. It is wise to hate pride and bragging, evil ways and lies. Proverbs 16, 18, pride leads to destruction. A proud attitude brings ruin. So we should hate pride. It brings ruin. It's opposed to God. If we respect God, then we will hate it. Proverbs 21, 4 says, proud looks, proud thoughts, and evil actions are sin. Proverbs 26, 12 says, some people think they are wise. There is more hope for a foolish person. Romans 12, 16 says, live together in peace with each other. Do not be proud, but make friends with someone who seems unimportant. Do not think how smart you are. 1 John 2, 16 says, there are evil things in the world, wanting things to please our own sinful self, wanting sinful things that we see, and being too proud of the things we have. But none of those things come from the Father. All of them come from the Father of lies, the devil. This pride comes from the devil. Psalm 10, 4 says, The wicked people are too proud. Wicked people are too proud. They do not look to God. There is no room for God in their thoughts. James 4, 6 says, But he gives us more grace. God opposes. God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. 
2 Corinthians 10, 17 and 18. But if a person brags, he should brag only about the Lord. It is not the one who says he is good who is accepted, but the one who the Lord thinks is good that is accepted. And 1 Peter 5, 5 says, clothe yourself in humility. Clothe yourself in humility. So I want to look at the word right back to the first verse we read that pride leads only to shame. Uh, So the opposite of pride is humility. And humility is so important that we understand what humility is. Humility is a proper view of of who we are, right? Humility is not um, looking at ourselves and thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to. So in humility, I see that God tells the morning when to start. I see that God tells the ocean where to stop. I see my place. And in Romans, it says, who here has ever counseled God? Who here has ever given God advice? Ponder that for a minute. Who, which one of us could give God some some good advice? Have you ever thought that you needed to help the Lord out, that you could give him some advice, that if he would only listen to you, if he would only do it your way, that things would work out better? Romans 11.32 says, For God has bound everyone over to disobedience that, me, that he may have mercy on them all. For, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We don't measure up to God. We don't measure up to God. We have all sinned and fallen short of his glory. We are all bound by disobedience and his grace is, is lavished on us, but we don't become equal to God. We don't become uh, counselors of God. So the opposite of pride, this this creepy little thing called pride, the opposite of pride is a, a right response of knowing who God is. The definition of humility is a modest view of one's own importance. Knowing who we are in comparison to God. Pride is a deep pleasure over our own achievements. A consciousness of our own achievements When we look at our Christianity, we didn't achieve anything on our own, but it is through the blood and sacrifice and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I didn't die for my own sins. I didn't cleanse myself of unrighteousness. And when we begin to think that we have, we're in this dangerous place where sometimes we don't even see the signs of it. They're, they're, They're so subtle that we don't see that we have become like little gods, and we think that we have arrived in some sort of fashion. So um, humility is what, in First Peter says, clothe yourself in humid- humility. But humility is not shame. See, humility is this vulnerable place where you're honest about who you are. Humility is this place where you say, I know who I am, and God saved me. And you brag about God. And by God's mercy, he's forgiven my sin. By God's mercy, I am set upon a rock. By God's grace, I have peace that passes worldly understanding. Pride would say, uh, I walk through this world with peace. Why don't you? Pride is saying that you have arrived in some sense, that you have accomplished something. Humility says that all honor is due to God to God's grace in my life through Jesus. Now, the difference between humility and shame Shame is self-hatred. It's a place of defeat. So in shame, you would say, I'm no good. I'm nothing anyway. Shame is looking for pity from other people. Shame is looking for pity for other people. Humility is a right realization of who you are. Shame is not of God. 
God takes away our shame on the cross. God has taken your shame on himself that we might be righteous. But humility is this right standing of realizing who you are. Pride thinks you're better than. Humility says, I know who I am and God saved me. Shame says, I'm no good. Woe is me. And asks for people to come and pity them. When we're prideful, we're not dependent on God. When we're full of our our own self-worth, we are not a dependent on God. A A dependent is someone who needs someone else to keep going. Are you in a place where you need God every day? Are you in a place where you need God every day? Sometimes God uses different situations in our lives to draw him back, draw us back to himself because we've become so prideful and we think that we can do life on our own. We think that we can walk out this journey just checking in with him once a month or checking in with him here, there, weekends and Wednesdays. But God says, no, I want you to be dependent on me day by day so that you can grow in the knowledge of who God is. So you can grow to be more like him. But when we abandon the God who saved us, when we start to think that we have arrived in some place, pride comes before a fall. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. It's not up to the people around you to see how good you are. This verse in Proverbs that we already read says, you know, um, or it's in 2 Corinthians, it says, but if a person brags, he should brag only about the Lord. It's not the one who says he is good who is accepted. It's not the one walking around saying, look at how good I am. Have you seen how good I preach? Have you seen how good I help the homeless? Have you seen how good I do this? Have you seen how good I do that? No, this verse is saying that the one who is accepted is the one who the Lord thinks is good. And who can know who the Lord thinks is good? The Lord will lift them up in due time. Sometimes people uh, get built up very quickly. They rise to, to uh, rock star status pretty quickly, and they fall pretty quickly as well. Let the Lord build you up in his time. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up in due season when your character can sustain it. When you've walked through the valley and depended on the Lord, when you've walked on the mountaintop and depended on the Lord, when all you have, you know it comes from Him and not from yourself. That's when the Lord can rise you up to help other people. But when we think it comes from ourselves, then we are in opposition to God. We look at these verses and we say, Where does pride come from? It comes from the devil. The Bible says pride is sin, it tangles us up, it, it, it destroys us. The Bible says that we should hate it. We should hate pride. We should run away from it. When we start to think we're more important than any other person, we have pride. When we start to think that we're more important than any other soul on this planet, then we have pride. I am a daughter of the King of Kings, and so is every other woman on this planet. Everything I have is because of Jesus Christ and him crucified, and he has redeemed me, and he has restored me, and he has called me by name. My accomplishments are nothing in comparison to him. I have never told the morning when to start. I have never counseled God. I am his. I am his. I belong to him. Pride leads only to shame. Pride leads only to shame. And what is shame? Is that, uh, that self-hatred, 
So pride is this false love of yourself because you're putting yourself out there like, I'm so great, I'm so great, I'm so great. And it leads to shame. It leads to the fact that, oh, I'm really not that great. Because eventually every person stumbles. Uh, the verse in Romans that says everyone is, God has bound everyone over to disobedience. Eventually every single person on the planet stumbles and falls. Every single one, even you. And so pride leads us to shame, saying, I'm no good. Because we've had this false sense of being a little God, and it will come crashing down. So why not humble yourself today? Why not look and say, God, the Bible says to sit on your bed and be silent. And let the Lord speak to you about your motives. Sit on your bed and be silent and let the Lord speak to you. Is there any pride creeping in? Is it like this carbon monoxide detector? We need a pride detector. And the only person that can do that is the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Are you listening to see? Is there a, a place here that I need to rep- repent? Is there a place here that I need to change? In Psalm t- uh, 10:4, it says, The wicked people are too proud. They do not look to God. There's no room for God in their thoughts. Maybe you're on the, the, the small scale of pride. Get rid of it now. It's a creepy thorn bush that's just going to entangle you. Maybe you're deep into pride, and, you, and, and because you're so prideful, you can't see it at all. You have these blinders on. Like the Israelites in Romans, it talks about the Israelites were walking around as if they were in a house full of mirrors, only looking at themselves. Sometimes we get like that. And if, if we don't sit silently before the Lord, we'll never see that we're in this place. And what does pride lead to? It leads to destruction and shame. God wants to save you from destruction. He wants to save you from shame. He wants to bring you to a place of humility, which is a right realization of who you are and who he is. He doesn't want you to bring, bring you to a place of shame where you look at yourself, I'm no good, I'm so horrible, I'm so horrible. No, we look and say, God is so good, God is so good. In him, I have everything that I need. In him, I am righteous and redeemed. Not in myself, not of my own good works. There's no good deed I can do that can save me from sin. I could do a thousand good deeds and it would not even erase one of my sins. It's only because of God and who he is. The God of the universe, the one that put stars into to orbit, who put the, the planets aligned, that's the God who can rescue you. We don't rescue ourselves. My strength can't be mine. It has to be from Jesus. What I say means nothing. What God say, says means everything. What God says means everything. So we need to sit uh, before God and say, what has made me prideful? Is it the things that I have that have made me prideful? Is it my money that makes me think that I've arrived? My nice car, my nice things, my nice clothes? Is it how beautiful I think that I am that makes me feel elevated above any other person on the planet? Is it my relationships my status that makes me feel like I'm just a little bit above other people? Is it my, my knowledge that makes me think that uh, God made me just a little bit smarter than everyone else? What is your wisdom compared to God's? What are your riches compared to God's? What is your beauty compared to God's? It's a drop in the bucket, friend. 
It's a drop in the bucket and it can all be gone in an instant. The only thing that can't be gone in an instant is the redemption uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ, the spirit of the living God within you. That's what gives you life. That's what gives you power. It's his breath in your lungs. It's his brain that he put in your mind. And so everything you have is his, all your money is his, all your looks are his, all your, everything that you are is his. And when we put that into right perspective, then we're no better than any other person on this planet. We are all sons and daughters. We are all brothers and sisters. So today, find a a quiet place to say, God, is there pride in any area of my life? Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Help me to live in humility. Help me to live in humility. Not in shame, but in humility, knowing who you are and who I am, depending completely on you. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you are so much higher above us. God, I thank you that you are God. I thank you that we can all look to you and you are better than each one of us. God, I thank you that you are smarter, wiser, with more knowledge than any of us. God, I thank you that you're more powerful than any of us, that God, you have better connections than any one of us. You are more beautiful than any of us. You are more handsome than any of us. You are stronger than any of us. God, you have everything in the palm of your hand. Nations bow before you. Kings bow before you. People bow before you. Relationships bow before you. Everything bows before you. So God, I pray that we would realize who you are and who we are. And God, I thank you that you put your Holy Spirit within us, that you've given us uh, wisdom through your spirit. And God, I pray that we would rely on you and not ourselves. God, I pray that we would stop giving you advice and we would start taking advice from your spirit. God, I pray that we would walk in obedience to who you've called us to be. Help us to live in a place of humility. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.